Welcome to another episode of the Religion Law Podcast, where you learn about religious freedom and other religion law-related topics through a short question-and-answer format. I'm your host, Michael Fielding. Let's see how you do on today's quiz. Welcome to Religion Law Quiz number 36, numero 36. Uh, I said at the very end of Religion Law Quiz 35 that we were going to be doing something very different today, and that is true. We're going to uh, delve into the world of bankruptcy, specifically what happens when you have a religious uh, institution that files for bankruptcy, and you get into the question of uh, who has the authority to decide who controls the property. So let's, uh, let's give the question here. It's a true or false question. If a debtor religious organization transfers certain property as part of its plan of reorganization to another entity, and there is subsequently a challenge as to who controls that new religious entity with the property, the bankruptcy court has subject matter jurisdiction to consider the dispute. What do you think? What's the answer to that? Now, I'll, I'll throw mud in the water, so to speak, to, to really... I don't know if uh, get you kind of struggling on this one. All right. So on the one hand, we we talked previously about uh, the fact that civil courts don't have the ability to interfere with the internal affairs of a church. And in fact, sometimes there are definitely situations when the affairs of a civil, excuse me, of a church, of its governing body, would actually be binding on a uh, a court, on a civil court. And I apologize, I forget the religion law quiz number that we did. Uh, if you get on your podcast app and scroll back, you'll, you'll be able to find it pretty quick. Uh, but then on the other hand, we are dealing with a situation where you've had property that's been in bankruptcy, it's been transferred pursuant to a plan of reorganization, and the question is, who who controls the, the property? So what's the answer? Is it true or false? Does the bankruptcy court still retain subject matter jurisdiction to consider the dispute? Well, the answer is true. In this case, uh, it came out of a, uh, a bankruptcy court decision, the Bankruptcy Court Southern District of New York, uh, way back in October 2022. I won't go through the uh, all the intricate details of the case uh it, it was Gewurzman versus markowitz and i'll put the citation in the show notes and there's actually a paragraph kind of a key paragraph as well that i'll put in the show notes also but just to put it into layman's terms the kind of practical takeaway so you can understand what was going on you had a a chapter 11 reorganization of a church and as part of that reorganization, the debtor entity transferred uh, the property uh, to as part of its plan of reorganization. And, and that's actually super, super common in a Chapter 11 bankruptcy where you may have you've got this property, especially in, I should say in, in a nonprofit. And you, they reorganize the debts, but then they maybe transfer the 
uh, property into a new entity, and then you have this plan of liquidation that's going to control the payment of creditors uh, as you know as income comes in. The uh, the entity, the debtor, will pay creditors their pro rata portion under the allowed plan of reorganization. Okay, and so what happened here is the property gets transferred to this new entity, but then there is a dispute between. I'll just say two two different factions, and one faction takes some certain action to essentially say, hey, we're in control of the property, and another faction, another group comes back and says, whoa, no, that's not right. That's violating the bankruptcy court's uh, injunction that was issued as part of the Chapter 11 reorganization. And what the bankruptcy court ruled is that, yes, it still had jurisdiction to adjudicate the matter. Now, you may be saying to yourself, well, well, hold on. You had a uh, a governing body or a purported governing body saying, well, we are exercising control. We actually control the property. And then you have this other group of individuals that say, no, we're actually the party in charge. And so the question is, how can the bankruptcy court say that it has personal, excuse me, subject matter jurisdiction? Well, the answer is that you go back and look at just globally what's happening here. You have a debtor who goes into bankruptcy. It has property. And once the bankruptcy is filed, that property becomes property of the estate. So the bankruptcy clearly has jurisdiction over this big property. And, and I use the term property loosely. That's going to be real estate, personal property. You know, it's it's all the assets of the debtor. The bankruptcy court has jurisdiction. And then when the bankruptcy court approves the plan of reorganization, the bankruptcy court still retains jurisdiction regarding that property. And uh, the plan of reorganization is absolutely going to be controlling as to who controls the property. And and that's why the bankruptcy court correctly ruled the way that it did is because it still retained this subject matter jurisdiction. Now, some people may say, well, I don't quite understand that because we're dealing with a church, dealing with, uh, you know, maybe governing body issues. And I think the best way to to analogize this to help you understand it better, let's let's give a, a simple analogy that we can all understand. Let's assume that uh, somebody walks onto a church property and it's snowed and it's icy and the church hasn't, you know, shoveled the sidewalk. And so you have a slip and fall. The person falls and gets injured. And then they sue the church for negligence saying, listen, you were negligent. I was injured because the, the grounds weren't properly taken care of. And the question is, can the church be sued in that situation? And the answer is yes, they can, because just because they are a church, doesn't mean that they are somehow insulated from these typical or traditional laws that are just uh, dealing run-of-the-mill civil-related matters. Uh, I mean, the church is a a nonprofit entity, but it lives, you know, within the country, within the state, and the church needs to follow these, uh, or is subject to these various uh, normal property laws. Well, it's the same concept here that you had property that is subject to the jurisdiction of the bankruptcy court and the bankruptcy court 
lawfully is the the entity that decides how assets are going to be divvied up and distributed as part of a bank uh, as a plan of reorganization. And therefore, the bankruptcy court would retain that jurisdiction when there becomes a fight uh, under this plan of reorganization as to who the controlling entity is. Now, uh, let's give a slight twist to this just to give it a contrast. Let's assume that there wasn't a fight over how the property gets divided up. But what if the fight between the two different groups was some doctrinal tenant? Well, in that situation, the bankruptcy court wouldn't have the ability or the authority to decide, you know, is it party A or party B that's correct on this doctrinal tenant? Because the resolution of that question really is not going to impact what happens with the property. It's just a, a doctrinal issue. And so the bankruptcy court wouldn't have the jurisdiction there. But when you get back to this property, which is subject to the bankruptcy court's jurisdiction, that's where the bankruptcy court retained the jurisdiction. All right. Um, that does it for today's quiz. Hopefully this is helpful. I hope you can make it to the next Religion Law Quiz. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Remember, Religion Law Quizzes are for educational purposes only and are not intended to be relied upon as legal advice. If you have found this episode to be helpful, please share it and leave a review. Until we meet again, keep being an influence for good.